When I'm not hosting this podcast, I am writing books, but it is really hard for me to write when I'm at home, so I like to find remote cabins in the middle of nowhere to just hang out and write. But I hate the idea of my house just sitting empty, doing nothing but collecting dust and definitely not collecting checks. And that's why I'm an Airbnb host. It's one of my all-time favorite side hustles. Other popular side hustles are awesome too, don't get me wrong, but they often involve big startup costs. By hosting your space, you're monetizing what you already have access to. It doesn't get easier than that. And if you're new to the side hustle game and you're anxious about getting started, don't worry because you're not in this alone. Airbnb makes it super easy to host. I mean, if I could do it, you could do it. And your home might be worth a lot more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com host. I'm Nicole Lappin, the only financial expert you don't need a dictionary to understand. It's time for some money rehab. You might have seen in entertainment news this week that Lily Collins, the star of the Netflix show Emily in Paris, had her engagement ring stolen. Collins was at the spa at the Edition Hotel in Los Angeles and had put some things in her locker, her engagement ring and a couple of other items. But when she returned from the spa, her stuff was gone. Now, it's an ongoing investigation. Apparently, there's no evidence that the locker or the spa was broken into and the police haven't made statements about the security footage from the spa. But as is so often the case when we hear about a story like this, we put ourselves in the headlines, right? What would happen if my engagement ring or a family heirloom was stolen? What would I do? Would I be protected? If you have homeowners or renters insurance, you might think that your engagement ring or any other pricey piece of jewelry, if it was stolen, was covered by your policy. But that is not often the case. A standard home insurance policy might say it covers jewelry, but it might not cover high value jewelry, which is how some engagement rings are defined. It's most common for a home insurance policy to cover only up to 1500 bucks for the theft of jewelry or other valuables. As a side note here, as I'm talking about this, I'm going to use the example of engagement rings because it's the question that I've seen around the Lily Collins story. But these rules, of course, apply for any jewelry or watches. The most common way people get insurance for jewelry is to either add on an extension to their home insurance policy that covers jewelry or buy a specific policy for a piece of jewelry that's entirely separate from homeowner's insurance. Either option will actually cover you in more circumstances than if you only rely on your home insurance policy. For example, with a jewelry insurance policy, you'll be covered for theft or if your jewelry mysteriously disappears. That is not necessarily true of home insurance policies. However, even with a jewelry insurance policy, there are some exceptions around what's covered, like normal wear and tear on the jewelry. But my personal favorite exception is the one that Geico lists on their website. They say, quote, items such as dog jewelry tiaras will not be covered. That is a real exact quote from the website, guys. How many Geico customers are trying to get insurance policies for dog tiaras? The world may never know. But let's take a step back. Obviously, insurance isn't free, right? You're looking at paying a monthly premium in order to have the coverage. Typically, the monthly premium for jewelry insurance is going to be about 1% to 2% of the value of the piece. So, for example, if you paid five grand for your engagement ring, the insurance policy would cost you about 50 bucks a month. 
So let's just put a price tag on this story, and I'll use our executive producer Morgan as the example because this is a conversation that is very top of mind for her. Her boyfriend Jack recently bought her an engagement ring. I know, I know, I'm verklempt. My heart feels so full. He did not pay five grand for the ring. You'll actually hear more about this whole process in another episode. But for the sake of easy math, let's just pretend he spent five grand and then he got a jewelry insurance policy. So Jack is 30 years old right now, and let's say that they were married for the rest of their lives, notebook style. We'll call it another 60 years. If Jack pays for insurance on that ring every month, he will have paid $3,000 in insurance over the course of his life or more than half the cost of the ring. So on one hand, if the ring is lost or stolen over the course of those 60 years, he's not going to have to pay for it twice but they will shell out a lot of money to an insurance company over the course of their wonderful marriage for having the ring in their possession. Whether or not that feels good to you is probably up to you and your risk tolerance level. Another factor to consider is whether the ring is appreciating or depreciating, but that's a topic for the follow-up episode about Morgan's ring that I'm alluding to. Here's a sneak peek. There are mined diamonds, which we think of as traditional diamonds, but there are also lab-grown diamonds that are much cheaper. As a general rule, mined diamonds tend to appreciate while the value of lab-grown diamonds either depreciate or stay the same. But say you have a mined diamond that is appreciating. Should you get the insurance? I'll be honest with you, and this is a slight rant, but stay with me. I have recently warmed up to the hot take that so much insurance is a scam. Now, I say that, but I do have health insurance, I have car insurance, I have home insurance, I have life insurance, I insure a lot of shit. The backstory, though, is that I had a car accident last year and my insurance company fought me for the coverage that I had paid for, meaning I had forever and always paid my auto insurance. And then when I needed it, it was really, really difficult to actually use it. The whole experience was awful and it really made me think critically about the whole insurance system. I'm not going to go full nuclear on insurance just yet, but I'm thinking about what what it would have looked like if instead of giving my car insurance company two grand a year, I invested two grand a year with the sole purpose of using that stash of money for any issue that comes up with my car if I needed it. But if I never need to use it for a car issue, then that money would be available for me to use for other things instead of just with my insurance company. I will say that while health insurance is totally broken in this country, you do need health insurance. The risks of being uninsured and needing care seriously outweigh any reward of keeping that money that you would have otherwise contributed to a health care plan. But the rest of the insurance world, the jury is out for me personally. Anyway, that rant is over for now. But the long and the short of it is, I think insurance is actually more personal than we typically think. So when you're deciding whether or not to insure your own jewelry, you'll need to decide what your risk tolerance is and whether you'd be good with replacing the item out of pocket if there's a loss or theft. So back to Lily Collins. Her net worth is rumored to be $25 million, although net worth estimates on the internet are usually a whole lot of BS. 
But I think it's safe to say that she and her boo would be able to get another ring. The thing, though, to remember with jewelry insurance is that if your item gets lost or stolen, the insurance company will write you a check, but the insurance company can't replace what was lost. Collins's ring was made by jewelry designer Irene Newworth, who said the ring was one of a kind. So even though they will get the money to replace it if she had jewelry insurance, it cannot be replaced. If you're sold though on jewelry insurance and you're saying, Lapin, there is no way I will buy an engagement ring twice if something happens, cool, cool. A good place to start is wherever you got your jewelry. Jewelers will typically be able to point you in a good direction for insurance. Now, don't take their word as gospel because if you shop at a super fancy spot, that spot might partner with a super fancy expensive insurance company and mm, no thanks. But it's a good place to start. And while you're there, ask if there's courtesy cleaning or tune-ups because getting your engagement ring setting tightened will lower the chances of the gems falling out. And that is one fewer reason to get insurance. For today's tip, you can take straight to the bank. If you do start to look for jewelry insurance policies, pay special attention to the deductible. As we know from our health insurance policies, the deductible is how much you're gonna have to pay out of pocket before your insurance policy kicks in. So if you have insurance and your $5,000 ring gets stolen, you might think all good, I have insurance. But if you have a $4,500 deductible, you would only get $500 back. So pay special attention to how it all adds up to determine whether the plan is really beneficial to you. Do you ever get FOMO, fear of missing out? Well, do you ever get FOMO Tupita, fear of missing out on the perfect hire? If so, I have the antidote. It's LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In any given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites, and that adds up to a serious squad of awesome candidates. LinkedIn has over a billion professionals on the platform, and these candidates are super qualified. So much so that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within just 24 hours. I work with LinkedIn Jobs for all of my dream team needs, so they're hooking up money rehabbers at linkedin.com slash MNN. Go there and you can post your job for free. That's linkedin.com slash MNN, as in Money News Network, to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Money rehabbers, you have money hidden in your house. Yeah, just hiding there in plain sight. Okay, so I don't mean you have gold bars hidden somewhere in walls, treasure map style, but you do have a money-making opportunity that you're just leaving on the table if you're not hosting on Airbnb. It's one of my all-time favorite side hustles. By hosting your space, you are monetizing what you already own. It doesn't get easier than that. For me, hosting on Airbnb has always been a no-brainer. When I first signed up, I remember thinking to myself, self, you pay a lot of money for your house. It is time that house returned the favor. And to get real with you for a sec, I felt so much guilt before treating myself on vacation because traveling can be so expensive. But since hosting on Airbnb, I feel zero stress for treating myself to a much needed vacation because having Airbnb guests stay at my house when I'm traveling helps offset the cost of my travel. So it's such a win-win. I mean, if I could do it, you could do it. And your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com host. Money Rehab is a production of Money News Network. I'm your host, Nicole Lappin. Money Rehab's executive producer is Morgan Lavoie. Our researcher is Emily Holmes. 
Do you need some money rehab? And let's be honest, we all do. So email us your money questions, moneyrehab at moneynewsnetwork.com to potentially have your questions answered on the show or even have a one-on-one intervention with me. And follow us on Instagram at moneynews and TikTok at moneynewsnetwork for exclusive video content. And lastly, thank you. No, seriously, thank you. Thank you for listening and for investing in yourself, which is the most important investment you can make.